Hearts Fury. I'm calling this little foray a fury within. I'm Chris. I'm all alone today. I decided that Charles needed a day off. But before we get started, I'd like to ask a favor. Give us a five-star rating. It would really mean a lot. Shoot us an email at cowardsfury at gmail.com. I'll, I'll email you back and maybe we'll do a, like, a listener's fury episode with your story one day. And if you support us through Patreon or Buzzsprout, we'll give you a shout out on an episode. Yeah, poor Charles. He doesn't even know I'm doing this episode. I'm going to write, record, and release this all in one fell swoop. I should be a better partner and let him in on it, but sometimes the urge to act just strikes me. I can be like that. So I decided that when the mood strikes, I'll answer the call. I mean, everyone needs a creative outlet. I promise it won't be on the reg. These will be short, and maybe they're better on our subscription platforms, but I wanted to see how this would be received. So let me know your thoughts. Now, let me ask you a question, dear listener. Have you ever felt a fear so dark, so gripping, unrelentless in its hold on your mind and body? A fear so heavy, you could feel its heft upon your very chest, squeezing until you knew your heart would stop? Allow me to indulge myself as I tell you of just such a tale. Sleep. It's as important to our well-being as food, water, love, and connection. I've never really been a good sleeper, even when I was little. It would drive my mom nuts as I seemed to need so much less sleep than my older or younger sisters. My third grade teacher actually gave me this magic sleeping sticker, like that was I was going to fall for that. My mom was so concerned about me sleeping that she would sit out in the hallway outside my bedroom at night and she would work on her computer and old Texas instruments to date myself a bit. Or she'd read a book, whatever she could do to quietly pass the time until she thought I was asleep. I would lay there awake, but quiet and still. I got really good at it. I would wait until I knew that she had retired to her room and I'd given her enough time to get to bed herself and to fall asleep. I would lay awake, fearing sleep. Sometimes I would creep into my parents' bedroom with my pillow and my blanket and sleep next to them on the floor. It just felt safer, safer than sleeping alone. And that struggle to leave the world of the waking behind for a place of less control, a place that bears your psyche naked for your internal world to see and sort out, would always be a place I struggled to allow myself to visit. I got better at it as I got older, but could never really fully embrace the chaos the way others do. And sleep conditions are important too, right? They, you know, the they that are behind Google and ChatGPT, Those types of search results, they say that a cool, dark room, perhaps with some white noise, no electronics, et cetera, et cetera, are ideal, which is good because I like a cool, dark room in which to sleep. My partner tells me that I'm like like a bat in a cave, but bats like to hang and they like to feel free to sway slowly, slightly as they slumber, no doubt dreaming of juicy bugs. I like to be swathed in my blankets, clear up to my chin with the bottom tucked under my feet, more like a moth in a cocoon than a bat. But not my head. My head should never be covered. Actually, I don't really like anything touching my face in general. Okay, maybe I have some issues. Maybe I'm a bit picky in how I like things. I'm no teenager anymore. The days of flopping on my friend's floor to sleep are long past. Not that I was ever good at that either. I was one of those friends who would call their mom at midnight to say, come pick me up. Or once I could drive, the friend who hung out and then left at 3 a.m. because I couldn't sleep and everyone else was. Yeah, I'm one of those. Well, one ordinary evening, not too long ago, after a normal day, feeling a bit more tired than usual from a few nights of fitful sleep, I just prepared for bed, typical nighttime stuff, you know, PJs, wash my face, brush my teeth. I had no sense of dread or no reason to feel that this slumber would be any worse than the last few. In fact, I had hoped it'd be better. So 
this night wouldn't be any different than any other night, right? I gathered myself into bed, put the pillow under my knees because that's comfy, covered myself with my blankets, ensuring to do what my my partner calls my signature move, which is I flip my feet up, tuck the blanket under, and flop my feet back down. That's so that my blanket would be safely secured under my heels. No boogeymen are going to bite off my toes. Blanket up to my chin, as always. I reach for my partner's hand as I do every night. We always fall asleep holding hands. See, I'm not a cuddler, so this is my way of cuddling. Sometimes I feel badly about that. I know he wants to cuddle, but then there'd be no sleep for me. So we hand cuddle. I passively listen to my surroundings, the fan, because I always need white noise. One of the dogs paces a bit outside the door. I can hear some wind rustling in the trees out back. It's peaceful. It's familiar, like a warm cup of cinnamon tea. Sometimes, as I lay there, I wonder, who's still awake? What part of the world is bustling with new day? Did I forget to check the weather tomorrow? I really should eat healthier. I'll get on that weekly planning menu tomorrow, even though I know I won't. I know my love is already asleep. I can feel the tension of the day gone from his body, so I can allow my mind to drift. First, funny, indistinguishable thoughts begin to float into my mind. They make no sense. I pay no attention. I just allow the first dips of subconsciousness to wrap around me. Then nothing. I let go into the crypt of my sleeping mind, where all the good things and all the bad things come from. I don't really think I'd want to know what's going on in there, because I think it would be a little scary. And then hours pass. At some point, I begin to wake. It's still dark. Wait, is it? Are my eyes open? I'm not sure. Then a feeling. It, It begins to seep in like smoke through a small crack. Where am I? It feels like my bed, my room, my partner next to me, but it's all unfamiliar at the same time. Who's there? I can hear a voice as though someone is whispering right into my ear, right next to my face, but I can't understand what it's saying. It feels hot. My ear burns. I know what this is. It's that fear, that uninterpretable, sickening fear. It's all around me. I see something, a swirl, I don't know, a figure. I can't discern what seems to be right in front of me. Then it moves swiftly, almost ethereally towards me. No, I scream, but no noise emits. I finally realize I can't move. I'm pinned down by something I can't even feel. The figure is upon me, and it hits me with a weight that seems to focus on my chest. A weight with no mass. Even if I could move, I'm certain my hand would move right through it. I cannot breathe. Panic is inevitable. Scream, damn it, whimper, do something. But it's useless. I begin to fade. The blackness starts to dim my periphery. And as I feel myself about to succumb to the murderous blackness, a cold rushes over me sweeping the weight off my chest, clearing my eyes from the shroud. My brain begins to process what just happened as I move through the space between sleep and wake. Or maybe it's a place where both exist at the same time, where the fabric that separates our sleeping form and our waking form is just thin enough that they touch, almost disappearing into each other. It feels like many minutes have passed, but as I hastily suck in the deep relief of the early morning air, I know it has been but moments, seconds, How do you fit minutes into seconds? Distort reality. Sleep. I lay there for a moment. A tear falls from my eye, but I'm not really sure why. I wake my beloved. Now I need to cuddle. Just to know the force of feeling one real body against another. He knows I'm upset. I'm shaking. He holds me just a little tighter. I know what just happened. 
I've read about it. I'm sure I experienced it as a child, but had no words for it, gripped by the fear that sleep seemed to bring me so often. Sleep paralysis. Sounds funny to say it so simply. A moment ago, I believed my death was upon me and that no one would ever know how I met my demise because the figure would disappear as quickly as it appeared. But no, not today. Today, I lay gratefully by my partner's side. A tainted relief comes over me. I know this won't be the last time. Cautious comfort is what I'll allow myself until the demon returns, because eventually it will. Thanks for this indulgence, listeners. I have experienced sleep paralysis, and it is as terrifying as I described to you. Yes, for a more interesting account of my experience, I zhuzhed up the descriptions a bit, but I assure you that's what it feels like. Some believe that the mythical legend of the succubus, a creature that appears to people in their dreams to seduce them, usually depicted as a female, has its roots in sleep paralysis, as many people who experience sleep paralysis experience the feeling of someone or something causing pressure on their chest, not allowing them to breathe properly, which is also common in the succubus folktales. But there's actually a scientific explanation for sleep paralysis and the physical and mental experience derived from the phenomenon. Sleep paralysis is actually not that uncommon. Roughly 8 to 20% of the general population will experience the condition at least once in their lives. It does, however, occur more often in women than men. Sleep paralysis occurs when transitioning between the different stages of sleep, like when you're falling asleep or waking up. During the rapid eye movement or REM cycle of sleep, the body's muscles are normally paralyzed, which keeps us from acting out in our dreams physically. This is called muscle atonia. However, during sleep paralysis, the brainstem, which is responsible for inhibiting muscle movement during REM, fails to release the muscles from that inhibition or prematurely inhibits muscle movement. So for example, as a person falls asleep, if the brainstem has already told the muscles not to move, the sleep paralysis may occur. Conversely, as an, as an individual wakes, if the brainstem hasn't released the muscles to movement again, sleep paralysis may happen at that time as well. This may also be due to serotonin release. As you wake up, serotonin is released to suppress that REM sleep and allow greater awareness of your surroundings. During sleep paralysis, serotonin is released, by the, but the brainstem keeps your body sort of stuck in that REM state. At this time, someone experiencing sleep paralysis can often experience hallucinations, which can be visual, auditory, or multisensory. There are different forms of these hallucinations that include uh, like a stationary vision, um, the type that I actually described uh, to you earlier in this story, incubus-type hallucinations, and something called vestibular motor hallucinations, which produce imagined sensations in the body like movement or an out-of-body experience or bliss. So like, why couldn't I have that kind, for crying out loud? Sleep paralysis happens more frequently for people who have untreated obstructive sleep apnea, narcolepsy, or other types of sleeping disorders, but it can also be triggered by stress, sleep deprivation, or wide changes in sleep patterns. Uh, so if, for example, people who do shift differentials and, and have take different shifts over time can often experience sleep paralysis. It's an incredibly distressing event to people that do experience the phenomenon, but generally it's not known to cause long-term health effects. Um, although, you know, they, Google, chat, recommend that if you experience it on a regular basis, you should talk to your doctor because it could be a symptom of an underlying health condition. And whether I want to believe it or not, quality of sleep is really critical to our health. I did reference several health sources in describing sleep paralysis. So as always, I'll post those in my show notes. I'll also post links to our Buzzsprout subscription and Patreon. So please consider supporting us. It would really help a lot. And once again, follow us. Give us a five-star rating. It would be really, really great. Sweet dreams, Furious followers. <laughs>